Yes, hello folks, welcome along. We are live with season three of The Left Wing Back. Delighted to be back once again. We had our brief sabbatical over the festive period. We uh, enjoyed it. Uh, certainly I did probably too much and left myself with a bit of work to do for a uh, uh, social hurling of a, of a Friday night. Uh, but uh, thrilled to be back. Game's back up and going. Things come and ticking fast. And uh, yeah, good to be back just here on a Monday. And we will be every Monday for the foreseeable. Um, We've um we're going to split our content kind of in two, so we are putting the streams out together live uh, in terms of a hurling show and the football show. Uh, they're going to collectively, but then afterwards we will split those up on Spotify and Apple and all those things as well. Because we're conscious that while we do have a lot of dual supporters, there are also people that probably might not have much interest in football in Carlo and might just like hurling and vice versa and so on and so forth. Uh, we're also uh, dabbing into Camogie this evening as well because uh, Michael are in the Leinster Intermediate Camogie final on Saturday. That's at half past one, so we'll be chatting to Breeze Nolan in a couple of moments' time. But uh, I suppose just before we bring in our first guest as well, to mention that uh, the show tonight is in association with Solar Signs in Bagnastown, number one for your signage, garment printing, and embroidery. SolarSigns.ie is the website. You get it on Instagram and on Facebook as well. So thanks to uh, Nigel for jumping on and supporting us, and for doing a great job on our lovely signers in Netwatch Cullen Park as well. We're going up in the world. Uh, my first guest, he's no average Joe. It is Mr. Joe Nolan. How are we doing? Great, Kevin. I'm just after bringing it down there now, a slight notch. <laughs> after I mentioned about your great signage and where you're going. But uh, yeah, delighted to be back, Kevin. Season three, Jesus, it uh, doesn't be long we're wrapping around. Yeah, look, we had a few bob left over from Ken, you and Stevie last year, so I said, <laughs> look, we might as well get a sign over. Yeah. <laughs> My, uh, good lad, yeah. My check, by the way, bounces this on the set up. But anyway, uh, no, keeping well, Kevin. Yeah, busy. I, I took um, the springs off and never knowed mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I suppose a busy weekend, yeah. Busy weekend with the uh, start of the, of the hurling of football, um, you know, or sorry, well, the end of the Coke Cup and, and uh, start of the National Football League and with other games going on. And uh, it's, it's great. It's exciting, isn't it? It's, it's great to be back and that the GA is rolling around again and just gives mm. you a great little bounce in your step. I think what we badly need in January as well, after, you know, like yeah. what you said, after a heavy Christmas. Mm. And like, there's a real buzz and excitement because at long last, without kind of having any great deal of fear, you feel like we have normality and there's no kind yeah. of, we could sit back because I think, you know, this this is obviously it. And it's really strange because normality just became a thing overnight almost. And it, yeah. yeah, here we are. But it's fantastic. It's just great. Like, you forget how much you miss it with full crowds and, None of this old nonsense. Like it's just yeah, get in there, enjoy the game, support your team, and um, I think we are a bit more grateful for it as well. You know. Yeah, I think so, and it's going to be brilliant. I know uh, Bridge is coming on there first to speak about uh, uh, Michael's big match coming up as well, and uh, isn't it going to be great for for them? You know, probably given given the way the the championships of you know, I suppose it's kind of messy for them. You know, with the club championship over the last uh, year or so, you know, it's the way it's ran. And with numbers and players and you know some matches behind closed doors and everything that they're kind of finally back to where they want mm. to be and you know it's brilliant restrict look i know we all still have to be very careful and i know i suppose as a player and bridge will talk about it, i'm sure like is that you know for us maybe as supporters things have opened up but i'm sure she she's been and, and the rest of the panelists have been probably very careful still because they don't want to don't want to miss out in such a big match you know be by contracting COVID at this late stage you know and and um, putting them out so um but look yeah it, it is great to be back and and it was brilliant it was brilliant just in, in netwatch Cullen park there at the weekend to see the crowds and being able to interact and even to get a cup of coffee and stuff you know normal stuff that that we weren't able to do so yeah it's exciting it's good yeah sure look no better time to bring in breeze nolan how are we doing breeze <laughs> 
Too bad, how are you, Kevin? Uh, you're no stranger to the pod. Your debut occurred last year. Yeah. Um, and you went so well, <laughs> we, we brought you back a second time. How's things? Yeah, I did I didn't make the big uh, breakthrough. I thought Hollywood would be onto me after the last one. <laughs> I'm happy enough to be back for round two. <laughs> uh, look, Rome, Rome wasn't built in a day, but uh, Barmerick's not doing too bad over. He's everywhere. He's like, he's like any year he going around. So, uh, that's, uh, yeah, jealous. we must be getting paid for this one, John. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, they're, saving yeah. him, they're, sa- they're saving him for next week. You know, you, you, can't bring, you can't bring out all the big guns the first week, you know. So, Stevie's coming live and direct next week, you know. Build the excitement. Yeah. We've got you uh, sparingly in brackets after Stevie's name. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he'll have, he'll have me broke. But uh, look, um, as Joe kind of touched on there, uh, you're one of many players who continue to give us, I suppose, all that enjoyment on the playing fields over the past couple of years while we had uh, the pandemic and stuff. So, uh, mm-hmm. firstly, thanks, because, mm-hmm. you know, it gives something to talk about to people. Um, a little something to, I suppose, cling on to in terms of normality. And uh, now mm-hmm. we're back going home. But um, I suppose in terms of being careful and all, like, given your line of work, you are coming into contact with people quite a lot and stuff. And mm-hmm. in one sense, that might have been a danger, but it's also probably a good thing for you because you've got that human interaction where maybe a lot of people might not have had. Yeah, exactly. And just talking about the, the crowds not being let in over COVID and stuff like that, I feel like I had a lucky pass because I was going to matches when they're all behind closed doors, you know, getting stand on the sidelines. So it was great. I mean, like having that outlet when we weren't really playing, we were doing our own bit of training and, and we weren't going to matches. You know, nearly all my weekends are taken up with matches, so I was still getting the, the buzz from the matches when no one else was, so I count myself very lucky in that regard. But um, I suppose even just speaking about our own matches, like we've been very lucky. Our two draws for 2020 Club Championship in Leinster were in Michel, and then again for 2021, we've had our two games in Michel. So, I mean, there's nothing as, as riveting as playing in your own club pitch. So to have all the usuals there on the sideline over the last two games is just brilliant. Like, that's what we really missed. And... There's people on the sideline that would have played like with us when I was a young one coming up and people would have played years ago and families and friends. So it was great to have all them back on the sideline again. Yes, class. And uh, I suppose, um, you know, you're preparing for an answer final, which you only have, mm-hmm. what, a week like to prepare for. It is this Saturday, yeah. of course. It's Rhinos again and it's one thirty in Kinnegad. So uh, I was trying to contextualise this before we went on air. So um you played Rhinos in the 2020 Leinster Championship a few weeks ago. Yeah. You won the 2021 Club Championship in between. I know you have them again a few weeks later in a, this yeah. edition of the Leinster Final. I think I'm getting that right again, aren't we? Yeah, so we won the 2021 <laughs> Club Championship, went back to play 2020, faced Rhinos, they bet us. Then we came and played, obviously, in the middle of 2021 uh, Leinster Club Championship. So it's been a messy few months, to be honest. Um, well, look, it was good. Like having the 2020 like interprovincials right before the 2021, it gives you a chance to see really where our strong points are, where our weak points are, what we need to change, and then be better built up for our 2021 campaign. Um, it was just a bit messy with the timing, and with some girls that finished off the season playing for the 2021 club that weren't eligible to play, you know, in the 2020, even though they'd been playing oh, yeah, all year. Yeah. So, look, it was messy, but we got through it, and it definitely set us up nicely to to see where we were fixed for 2021 so we'd be going into this match on saturday now very positive yeah that's mad that i hadn't actually thought of that really because mm-hmm. yeah that, that's a unique kind of a thing i suppose that we like we wouldn't have thought let's be honest but the bar it was kind of a yeah a, maybe the odd time with minor leagues and stuff going back we didn't get the fixtures played mm-hmm. in the calendar year but it's very rare and it does not happen that often so yeah. 
that was probably a little bit disappointing for some of those younger players that obviously were yeah, on the it team. Was. You know? Yeah, the likes of Amy Nolan there fought hard all year to get her number 10 jersey and she wore it all year and mm-hmm. wore it very well and she was a really strong uh, dominant player for us and then all of a sudden 2020 came and she was on the line, you know, so it's hard for girls like that and as I said, that was just the nature and these were the things kind of every club had to deal with with COVID. Um, I mean, we went a full year without playing anything at all so we kind of had to take what came, mm-hmm. make the most of it. And I suppose in terms of yourself uh i don't know if you started that county final i don't know if it was injury related or not but mm-hmm. you, you certainly i suppose have had your work cut out to, to try keep on the team and i know oh, that's yeah. probably due to uh, a variety of commitments i, I would guess mm-hmm. yeah kind of i suppose i've been getting it from all angles this year and um, obviously I had surgery last january on my back and i suppose the whole way through that that rehab phase and deloading phase all i wanted to do was get back on the pitch and i suppose the first glimpse of being pain-free and getting the all clear, I went full throttle, you know, probably did too much too soon. And like me being a physio myself, just goes to show you how easily you get caught up in it when all you yeah. want to do is play and all the signs are telling you not to. So um, I suppose it was something that really made me empathise with my own clients and my own kind of athletes that I work with when they're buzzing to get back. You know the drive that they have and, and it's hard to control at times, you know. So I suppose a mixture of that and my work commitments, yeah, it's, it's, it's left me on the line. But do you know what? I've got a completely different perspective on it this year um, and obviously being heavily involved in the committee as well. Like I'm getting to see Michael Camogie from the sideline, which of all my years playing club Camogie and county Camogie, I haven't seen. And not saying that in a, in a, in a cocky way at all, mm-hmm. but like I don't, I haven't. So it's given me a really good perspective on it and I see what goes on. I see what we look like as a team set up and where we can improve. And you know, you're getting a chance to see younger girls come up and see where they're going to slot into the team. So it's definitely a positive thing. I mean, if any, player who's been starting their whole senior Camogie campaign is on the line and they can't make their place back on the team. I think that's a really positive thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I suppose speaking of improvements, uh, what do Weissers mm-hmm. do differently this time around against Rhinos? What were you know, some of those learnings that you feel you kind of have to take from previous encounters? And you know, are, they, are they easy fixes? Are they simple? Um, you yeah. know, how do you go about doing that? I think I think a huge thing with us is is confidence. Do you know? Um, like people will always commend us on you know our county titles and getting to the All Ireland and winning Leinster's in the past and stuff like that. And it's not that we we don't accept that and we don't acknowledge that and think that it's brilliant. But as I said on the la- last pod- podcast, like the wins in the past don't guarantee your wins in the future. Do you know? So every day we go out like we're we're nervous and. You know, we're, we're afraid of messing up and we're afraid of letting people down. And I think sometimes we need to just learn to let the shackles off and just play like we can. Um, as I said, there's a lot of talk all the time about what we've done in the past, but that sometimes that doesn't register with us that like we deserve to be in the position that we're in. You know, when Leinster findings come, we should be taking the taking them in our stride. But I think sometimes the the day can get to us, and that's only natural as players, I suppose. But I think if we just got a little bit more confidence in ourselves and just went out and dictated the game from the start, we tend to sit back and jump in then. Sometimes it's too late, but we're very reactive rather than just going out and dictating the game and, and, and forcing it the way we want it to go. Yeah, and, and maybe occasionally uh, slow starts are something to maybe work on. Now, look, I didn't mm-hmm. see the game last weekend or the other Leinster Championship game, so I can't really comment on how quick you got with the blocks or not, but I have seen it a yeah. few times where that can be a stumbling block for you. And generally, mm-hmm. when you do get out quickly and build up ahead of steam, it's very hard to um, to stop these like So... Look, it goes yeah. without saying every team wants a good start, but 
it's it's definitely yeah. something that I would have saw anyway. Yeah, and it's definitely something that like that's a huge difference between say the twenty twenty interprovincial campaign and this year's, you know, like the last two games we played we started off really well. Do you know, we got scores up on the board within the first few minutes, we got goals in early and that's what really let us take off and we start to relax then and after ten minutes we're playing the best camogie we've ever played as a group, you know. So mm-hmm. I suppose that is one thing that we did change from from last year's uh, campaign as we are jumping off the mark quickly and we are getting the scores in quick. And as I said, it's it's worked for us so far. So hopefully it'll work again on Saturday. I think a big thing is is really reaffirming the positives in general, right? And that mm-hmm. might sound very basic and all. And you mentioned what you've won and all that. But I suppose there is a large number of girls on the panel that wouldn't have been around for a lot of that. So... Um, you know, and again, in the moment, it's all very difficult, and the are big occasions, it's natural, right? But I guess, I suppose, when, when you get to know the player involved and what it takes to get them going, then you're on a winner. And I think that's a, a huge learning from, from a coaching perspective and a coach's point of view. And, um, you know, you've a lot of very wise heads that have played in, in big games and stuff. So I'd imagine it's probably a case of passing that across to the younger folk, but. That's not to say that the the more experienced players don't suffer a little bit that way also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's I think we're we're very lucky this year. It's probably the well, it's the first year kind of that I've noticed it. And again, it's probably from spending more time in the sideline and observing things, but we've such a broad kind of skill base and knowledge base and wisdom base this year. Like we've the the older, more experienced girls leading it and using the experience to to kind of drive things along. But then we've the younger girls coming on that are just so fresh and they've absolutely no fear and they they just go for it you know they go for everything and they're t- teaching the the older girls a thing or two and it's kind of filtering through you know which is really positive it's not like the, the older girls are are bringing people along and carrying people along like we're it's a give and take like we're, we're gaining so much from the younger players coming through kind of it reminds you of what you were like at that age when you're just buzzing to be on the senior team you know and you're just you don't fear anyone like they don't know any of the players that we've been fearing since we're 16 and 17 that play with the likes of St. Rhinas and Kilmessen and all these teams that we would have played. The younger girls don't fear them. So they just go out and, and they do their thing. And it's, it's admirable to see. Hmm. Uh, Joe, just to bring in on this slightly, right? So it's something that we would have remarked on before. And I always use this example of the, the, the schoolyard mentality. When you're in primary school and whatever you're playing at break time, you're, you're enjoying it. Like, I always have great memories of primary school, whether it was soccer or break time, wherever we were doing, you're relaxed and you enjoyed it. Whereas... Maybe underage championship games, then I looked at that differently. But then it's only now I think back, why can't or why shouldn't you have the same perspective of that? You can still take it seriously, right? But still enjoy it, okay? And even this is going to sound ridiculous to make this comparison, but you're way you go and you enjoy your social hurling, right? Mm. You're going out there with that bit of freedom because you're there to enjoy the game. But ultimately, why should you not have some sort of similar emotions or feelings towards a big game? Because at the end of the day, it is a game and you can still do your job and take it seriously without kind of being haphazard, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, I think Breeze had made a good point there about the younger players and that idea of no baggage. I suppose we all remember ourselves even playing, you know, playing above your age. And I'm sure Breeze is saying coming up that she felt maybe less pressure uh, because there wasn't less expectation on you. I think I think a lot of it is, is self-imposed. You know, we, we, we get into the mindset of mm. there's an expectation on us and, it was nice to hear what Breed said there about her involvement, you know, maybe her other involvement now in the club in terms of looking at the bigger picture and seeing different things coming on and all. And I think sometimes when you get 
an outside perspective you know you're outside the bubble a little bit it actually can it can it can kind of, i won't say take your mind off things but it can maybe ease the pressure on you as well um so yeah i suppose look it, it, it's a lot of it is is in, is in our own heads it's the mentality we bring to it but um and look you can you can hurt like look you can be both ways in that like you know i mean some people some people need that focus they need that just you know completely zoned in as you have you've played with lads and i play with lads and bridge players you know who come into a dressing room and they're kind of cock the hoop and they're having a laugh and yeah when they go across the white line they're just gung-ho and they're you know completely focused so i i you know it kind of it depends what suits what suits all if you get me you know what i mean it's what you're happy with in order to maximize yourself on the pitch um it's just an interesting point there i think um you know i, I do think those that little bit of freshness will be something that uh maybe saint ryan is in terms of maybe extra players that i think you know maybe uh, uh, come the weekend that you might have a little extra edge in terms of uh you know maybe those one or two players coming in under the radar that might be you know i, I know they've been seen already but um you know that little freshness and that little bit of uh unknown sometimes can be can be a difference um i i know i suppose from a game point of view i suppose uh you'll have to be very wary i suppose it likes of say from freeze likes of Kay kenny like she's just unbelievable and you know um i, I suppose i i think i'm right in the last time uh, i think she got eight or nine freeze against she was that correct the last day she she hit a lot of freeze if i'm thinking right breeze mm -hmm. is that correct i think she got nine was it nine eight or nine mm -hmm. freeze she got and and um I suppose when you have a caliber a free take of her caliber it's probably something as a as a back lane that you're going to have to would that be something that you're going to i know you, none of us try to give away a freeze but it's something that you're going to be very conscious of with a free taker of her caliber i suppose just to be watching your tackle and stuff like that because from my own experience of you this year with balan killing and, and looking on from the sideline um geez your tackling was was ferocious it was it was unbelievable like you know it was it was refreshing to see um but i suppose it's that fine line isn't it between between the aggressive and the you know and the, and and the, and the the fouling i suppose that we have to be careful of um but yeah. I, I suppose just on a separate note just before i let bridge back to talk there i just you know to compliment i know i i worked up in that area for a good number of years and i know before the the match a couple of weeks ago you know i was getting a lot of messages about where the pitch was and so on and directions and even a few about what you know some people wouldn't maybe you know know michael too much but um uh like the respect that they have there is unbelievable for you you know the absolute top top respect for you and it's it's brilliant to see that you're you know that that respect i mean we have it in carlo for you obviously as clubs for your record speaks for itself but your respect is you know is, is outside of the county and and uh well it gives a, there's a weight of expectation there you know as i said it's great to have that expectation because you know because you know they see you as such a as such a threat and such a such a you know it's going to be a massive tussle so look just best wishes to you i know i rambled a little bit there uh, but uh, just best wishes to you thank at you. the weekend anyway you know thanks again yeah. no we'll pass, we'll pass on that as well any any last thoughts please before we let's go no that's it uh as i said i'm just looking forward to saturday and hopefully we can bring a bit of excitement to carlo and come back with a cup so that's our aim Will, and right? just just before I do let you go, uh, you are with the car hoarders, so uh, that's yeah. and you know your brother's in there and stuff. So how what's that like? I have to be honest, right? I'd imagine there is a bit of slagging. Let's be straight up, with raw human. <laughs> <laughs> how how are you coping with that? Um, yeah. Is there is well, it's it, it, probably more so how's he coping with that? Is he more so? Um, well, as I said, I said to Michael, I'm going in there as a physio. I'm not going in there as your sister. This is my career yeah. now. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that's <laughs> yeah, the right answer. Yeah, but, fair, um, fair. Well, no, you're enjoying learning, yeah? I'm delighted. Yeah, I'm delighted to be in there. It's obviously a huge thing for me and my career. Like, people wait lifetimes to get in with uh, with county setup. So I'm delighted that I'm in there. And look, it's it's very intense. Um, but I'm learning loads. And obviously, I followed the hurlers ever since Jamaica started playing. So it's great to be involved. And it's exciting. And hopefully, it'll it'll last uh, another while longer. So yeah, I'm so, delighted to be in there. Kindergarten Saturday and body plan Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And like the very, like the furthest pitch they could send us to. So they must have known I'd have to find the night before. They were like, physio won't be able to look after any of the injuries. We'll be safe. Yeah. Should, should, we should, should we propped up on the sideline ourselves? I think, I think, yeah. I think they, they do it all under the bed. Be very, very straight about it. But listen, come here. We'll leave it at that bridge. Uh, a pleasure as always. The very best luck. And we'll chat to you again soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Well done, Bridge. Here we go, Bridge Nolan. Uh, standing by is uh, Frank Foley, former. Uh, Carol Horner, winner of uh, what? What's Frank got? Is it nine? Is it nine medals at Rangers? Seniors, how much medals, Frank? Seven. Seven. Okay, I thought you were a bit further. Anyway, we'll, uh, I, don't class, I was there last year. But I wouldn't class that as. <laughs> it's You're just, being diplomatic now. Ah, uh, sure. Listen, I was only helping out. You'll help out your club as best you can. That's what I think. Yeah. Like. yeah. yeah. Uh, listen, you're you're a good one, boss. Um. So yeah, yeah great. Great memories, obviously, uh, not just with club, but with county as well. And you are with the 20s this year too, aren't you? Yeah, Go yeah, I went in. I uh, got the call off Martin Bourne. Uh, sure it was beginning of December. So I knew Martin for just since he was back with us since 2010, 2011. And it's great to be part of a team where there's someone madder than me in there. So, <laughs> <laughs> and that's Martin. <laughs> <laughs> so, it is. so yeah. listen, they're a great bunch of young lads. Uh, so he, he realized how old you are it's when uh, there's a son of a father that I used to hold with in there, Kyle Foley. And I think it was 10 or 12 years ago, he, he was mad to play in the goals that he was. And I remember Robbie asking me, we were in Antrim one day, and he asked me for a jersey. And it says 12 years ago, I gave the jersey to Kyle, and he still remembers it. Like so. And the young lad is, is going to be, I'm not sure he's pushing, he's a young, very young chap, and he's he's a topper of a keeper, so he is. But, like all he would do is try and help these young lads and push them on that they're going to try and play senior. And by the way, the young lads are going so far, they're all mad to play senior. So the future for Carl Horden is looking bright with these anyway. Good stuff. So that's uh, you're giving me a little bit of a timeline off air about when things are getting up and going and what's happening. So yeah. maybe give that to us here while we're on air as well. Yeah, sure. I think they're, they're well, they're in the league, there's a kind of a league basis. So they're they have Kildare and Leash in that, and they're starting on the 17th of February. So they have two rounds in that. So it depends on then what way to finish up in that. You'll get another game. So if you win your two games, and you'll be playing top of the other group. So it kind of works that way. And then you have the second of April, then is the big one again, Westmead and Carlos. So that's it. Win or lose, you win that day, you go forward, lose, and you're gone. So, like, it's, it's, it's quick enough. It's when we started back, you would have said, Geez, you have four or five months, but like, it'd be gone as quick as, like, realize from probably tomorrow, you only have eight weeks left. So, this thing flies, and as I say about time, like, it's, it's since Christmas, here's a month gone from tomorrow, like, and it's like when Christmas is the other day, so uh, time flies, and I think the older you get, the the, the harder it goes. Mm -hmm. And can I just ask? And I, I'm actually not aware of what the ruling is, but and if it's the same even for football. But 
you know that rule where a 20, if you play senior, can't play 20s? Is that still there? No, that, no, we, no, we, that's gone, yeah, because we have six, we have six, that's part, we have Shafiq Fitzpatrick, uh, Conor Cahill, Fiat Tool, um, Scott Tracy, and Jack McCullough, and who's the, the other one? From Bagnestown. Darren uh, Nolan? No, Niall Bulger. Niall Bulger, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they're they're a big asset. Like we haven't seen much of them now because they're they're training with the seniors and it's hard to get them to do both. But uh, to get them back, well, as it is, we have twenty eight, so we have this training and the, they're going to push. It'll be it'll be hard to pick a team at the end of it. Like and at the end of the day, you want your best team to go for to go forward for Carlo. So. Uh, the, the way that they're going, they're just making it hard on us. To, one time in Cary, your 15 was nearly named. So it's, it's good to have, and you have a good spread. Like in my day, like you had nothing from Bourne Rangers. We have three on the panel, like that, which is, is serious. Like, and as I say about Bourne Rangers, the three were well held to hold. Yeah, that's brilliant. That is absolutely yeah, it is, yeah, they're, they're, like, they're, there is There's great work being done up there. So uh, there's three very good chaps, and one of them is a goalie. Like, and <clears throat> I thought, was, first, when you're getting used to names, I wouldn't know half the young as I always thought it was Jake Summers. I thought he was, I thought he was a Bagnestown one. It was Summers, but I couldn't believe he was, neighbor, he was from Bourne Rangers, and he's a very good chap. Mm. That's brilliant, though. I'm, I'm glad that role is, is gone as well because that was a joke. Like, that was yeah, killing. Yeah. I was yeah. killing our county and, and lots of other counties. And um, mm. yeah, I remember that year it came in, Jimmy Hyland, who was obviously now a Kildare senior footballer, like he was caught. They won the 20s all Ireland and uh, he definitely would have played senior at Kildare, but there was a hold off, I think. Like, you know, it was, it was all over the gaff. But um, look, we, we are where we are, as the, as the fella said. And it's good to hear that you're getting on well. Alfie's in there too, I think, is like, yeah, is he? Alfie's yeah. there, yeah. yeah. Alfie's yeah. doing a lot of the coaching now, either, Alfie. He's probably still good enough to be playing senior in their county. Like you'd see him now pick on him, like so there's not. But he's after change and he's made up his mind. Like and he's like you take it, Alfie's going a long time. So he's as I say, and, and that's probably the other side of it. He he went in at a young age, and you have to have yeah. a life to it. At the end of it, like and you have to have different things. Like and he's after been coaching Bangestown minors under twenties the last couple of years, and he's very good. So he's very good at what he does. Mm-hmm. He's brilliant, yeah. Like I'm at, mm-hmm. like I think what was he, twenty maybe or twenty one. Like I remember playing cornerback. Yeah. yeah, he, he was nineteen when he played. When I told him he said he was nineteen. Like so he, I won't mention his age now. <laughs> He's ten years younger than me because I only talked about yesterday. But like that's a long time, and and that's the other side of this. Like lads are getting younger and younger coming onto senior panels, and it's it's a long hard slog. Like back in our days, you, you only tra- train two nights a week. And you had a match of a Sunday, like now it's your five and six nights. Like it's it's a, it's a serious commitment to give any county team now. Like one time, Carlo back in the day, you train two nights, or you're not going to win anything. But now, if you to get anywhere, you have to be doing the five and the six nights. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it brings us nicely into talking about the, the senior setup because obviously there's a lot of new blood and they're doing well, but there is a lot of absentees as well. So, you know, you mentioned Alfie, like David English is opted out, Dion yeah. Wall is opted out. Um, I don't know. Is Feder's yeah. actually out at the moment? Yeah. Yeah, Eddie Byrne is yeah. out as well. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. that, but it just not wasn't hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, he is. Yeah. Like when when you think of uh, what lads have given, I suppose number one, and what you still have to give, it. Like I'm not really. I have an understanding for why you wouldn't want to commit to yeah. it because 
that's that's an awful lot of your life to give up like and again people will counter argue that won't they and say the window is so short so you know i think yeah, a lot of people <laughs> just frank sorry just before you go in i think a lot no, of people are right. saying the window is so short or lads that maybe didn't have to give what the current crop have to give if that makes sense you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah but i think yeah, but to, to, sorry go on joe no no i was just going to say kevin i think in carlo it's a different window like you you know, you look at some of those lads who are, well, it's no guarantee, but like we, we, if lads are, if lads are committing at 18 and 19 to a county senior panel, there's a good chance that those lads could be there till they're in their 30s because of yeah. the, the volume of players that we, you know, we, we don't have that massive amount no. of numbers coming through. And there is, you know, for, for, the, for the other counties, and I always would have made the point about Johnny Nevin, you know, it's incredible. You actually look at the stats, and we all know Johnny played, you know, for a long time. But if you actually look at his stats, he, he nearly hurled as many games and played as many football games as, as Henry Shefflin and Stephen Tuxton combined. You know what I mean? So, like, there's a longevity in, in, in smaller counties. There's a, there's a huge ask and an emphasis, and especially in a dual county as well, on, on the likes of their bodies. Like, and, and Frank knows being a dual club, and, you know, spoke about Alfie, like Alfie playing senior football and senior hurling at club, at club level now is a massive commitment. So, you know, the, the, the window isn't, isn't so short. You know, maybe in some of the other counties, in, you know, the window, the window is a bit shorter. But in Carlo, some, for some of them, for some of them lands, it's a long window, you know what I mean? And, and you mentioned a couple of the lads there, like David and Eddie, like, or David and uh, Eddie Byrne, like they're both got engaged this year. And, you know, I know Eddie was building a house yeah. and stuff like that. It's hard. Yeah. You know, and, and, and there's a lot that goes on. I mean, you know, Frank will tell you with the 20s, and I even saw it myself last year just for one year. Oh, my God. Like, you're talking yeah. you're talking 15, 16, 17, 18 hours, you know, a, a week is the commitment. Like, and it's, it's colossal, like, you yeah. know, it's colossal. It is. Yeah, it's, it's, getting, it's getting longer. Like, that's yeah. the way it's gone. It's, the way it's gone, there's more and more. If you have to get up to match these other lads, it's putting in more and more and more and more time. And it's hard. It's hard for young lads in these days, and especially like with social social media and WhatsApp. Like, you can get found out if you do like the least little thing. Like in our day, like John and Willie used to go like down to Kiltili, the down to Bowes, and <laughs> have a drink. Nobody would know. Like, but you can't do that now. Like, because there's someone taking a picture. There's someone. And next thing is everywhere. Yeah. So it is. But like that, and that's the strain for me. That, that it's. It's just to me the fun. You, you do it for the fun, but like you have to have kind of a some kind of a, a, a step back to say right, let loose in your own privacy that it doesn't go because you see it as if they're out, such as out having a drink. It's like as if you're saying just he shouldn't be drinking, but like you have to think at the other side of it too. It it's the pastime at, as we all know, and if you don't like it, a pastime, would you do it? Yesterday, if you want to touch on that briefly, um, by all means, do. Um, 
it's it's probably you know an expected kind of result because i think where we are at westmead are now has maybe changed a little bit over the last couple of years right so again it's a go final as well but if you look at even you know what they put out uh well sleek established side a really settled side like it looked to me anyway uh but what we were thoughts on yesterday i suppose before we do go on to this again yeah well yeah no matter well yeah i i they had probably had more i suppose first off kyo cup is brilliant this year for the lads because with so many new bodies in there and we had a lot of new bodies again just talking about last year and my experience of it um when you didn't have challenge matches you didn't have the ability to play the kyo cup to to look at lads you know to give lads a run to try formations etc um you know it, it was difficult so the kyo cup has been a success for the management team and the panel in itself already regardless of winning yesterday or not because of the game time it afforded the the management to and and the lads to get to get a look at lads um so that's that's the first thing i'd say and uh i i thought yesterday i i, I did think westmead were deserving winners we we had a lot of bad wides in the first half i think we had 10 wides at half time um a lot of a lot of poor wides um i think they had they had 10 10 over the 70 minutes i think we hit 15 or 16. Um, the, probably the best team did win. They, they probably created a goal, maybe two or a goal potential goal chances that we we didn't seem to create uh, yesterday. Now, you know, it was interesting to see. Obviously, with some lads hurling in, in Fitzgibbon uh, in coming week, and especially thinking of probably our two big guns up front. Um, you know, like Chris played the first half, and and then Mouse came in the second half, and you know they didn't get any game time together. So, you know, put throw them into a forward line, maybe you know for for the full seventy minutes, and it's a it's a different picture you're getting. Um, I, I did think I did think we're, our hurling was a little a little bit maybe more sluggish than the Westmead. We got caught a little bit ponderous in the ball a couple of times, um, but you don't know what the lads' training load maybe was like during the week or you know different things going on. So you know, and it was winter hurling at the end of the day. There was a lot of mistakes you know on, on both sides, but we, we were just a little bit maybe sluggish in, in how we moved the ball. I thought. Um, Big pluses for me, um, and I don't like taking out, but big pluses for me were a couple of the younger lads who came in and performed really well. I thought John Dyle was very good under puckouts, uh, big, strong man, big man, you know, had a couple of shots. I don't, don't think he got the scoreboard from memory, but, he, you know, he was willing to take on a shot or two, uh, was a go-to man for their puckout, and such that they moved um, Tommy Dyle, I think, was onto him uh, for, from the start, you know what I mean? The, the kind of, the, the new, his physicality bring a big threat. Uh, Fakers Patrick and, and Connor Kyo, again, two lads coming up, and one of them actually is with the 20 still. You know, for lads who were kind of in their their debut year, Connor came in a little bit last year with us, but this is more or less his debut county senior year. And and they hurled a very, very solid 70 minutes as well. Um, you know, there was other lads like, you know, who, who but those to me were were little, were very positives, if you know what I mean. Um, and I think we could see them feature um feature heavily in the league do you know what i mean i think they, they'll they'll be looking to establish themselves in the league um mm. but other than that like it was typical winter hurling um you know there was typical winter hurling um i mean our style hasn't you know our style is our style it's nearly a template now for all inter-county teams how we how we defend and how we attack um you could see the sharpness uh in fairness like i i, I do think we're a different animal if we have the two our two our two big threats up front in terms of chris and uh chris and mouse mouse looked um uh, chris had a good first half but mouse looked exceptionally sharp when he came in and the couple of frees that he knocked over were actually fouls on himself 
you know, such was the kind of the danger. And, and sorry, we did create one goal chance. Um, he got in actually, and uh, the goalie made a good save. Uh, he came in on the on the touchline and struck it off his right hand side, and the goalie made a very good save. So, you know, little things like that. You know, I, I don't think Tom and and Christy and, and and Pat Murphy and the lads will be too unhappy with yesterday, uh, in terms of uh, what they got to see. And I know I'd say they'll probably look to sharpen things up in terms of their hurling come for next Sunday, and and, and obviously, you know, the, the things they'll, they'll tweak things in terms of team maybe and stuff like that, and what way to start. But I think they got a lot out of Kehoe Cup. I think they'll be very happy. And have a have maybe a better idea of where they are in mind now going up to down um next week and maybe the start of the league last year you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose uh, from being up in in Kilmessen, that was freezing up there at that. But you, you remarked on John Doyle and his ability to win ball, and I was really impressed with that. I think he got maybe two or three consecutive pokeouts clean now, and the lad hanging out him like he, he was not midget, he was a big man. You know, so that's that's a good option to have on the puckouts uh, to to win that clean ball directly, and mm. um, I think there is, there is still a place for the, like a, like a John stuff, right? Because mm. yes, I think he'd be the first time. Maybe he isn't the most mobile, but he is very good on that type of ball, and um, his distribution is actually quite good as well. I have to comment on that. The two lads you remarked upon, uh, yeah, very very impressive in around the middle of the field. Keen Dial up until the yeah, rest, two, two great points. Um, might end up in the corner, even though he's very good on the wing. But again, he's he's adaptable. We've seen him play fullback for the club. Um, so Sean, Sean Murphy there, I, I came in at halftime yesterday, and mm. like he's going to he's going to bring a new dynamic. You know, Frank yeah, obviously you know him from club hurling yeah. from years facing him, and he's just so direct. You know, he, he's just such a direct runner, mm. and he's going to cause he's going to cause trouble. You know, and, and carry ball in that forward lane as well. I mean. You know, it, it might take some of the some of the weight off some of the other lads as well. And you know, he's a good hand on him at a half forward lane as well as a primary ball winner as well. So, so if he's able to get yeah. ball and, and run with ball and hand it off to the two boys, there's no yeah. two better boys that will get goals for you. And that that's yep. that's what will be a big advantage to him. Like yep. if you have a lad like him running at you, sure, it's either pull him down, and it, that, that's all he can do that's with him it, because yeah. it, he's as hardy as you will get. Like there's, I'd say the harder you hit him, the I'd say the harder he go. That's that's yeah. the kind of a lad he is. Mm. Um, so yeah, we mentioned it's down and it's Ballycran again. Uh <laughs> all kinds mm. of talk without is it is it deliberate? Like what's wrong with Nori? Did did, did Nori sink or something? I know sometimes it does yeah. be uh, tricky under foot, but uh it's quite a trek and it's uh, tightish enough pitch wise. Um look we, it is what it is. We, we kind of have to get on with it or whatever. But uh, yeah, it was certainly a difficult assignment last year. Joe, obviously, you were involved then. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what what are we looking at here? What's the the winnings and losings of this one? I suppose. Sure. Any time you go, like, I played money once. I'd say it was a Christie ring, and they were kind of you had to play. You had to play at that time. There was a rule. You had to play at your closest venue. So we played in Yuri. Any other time I played him was you were brought up. We had to cross, go on to the ferry and come across. Like one day we we left, we stayed in, I think it was there in Yuri. And we came to go to the ferry and there was this bike race. So we were held up. When we got to the ferry, the ferry was gone. So we had to wait a half an hour. We got back over. The game was delayed a half an hour. So it did. So like the ref was pushing he said we just got straight off the bus jerseys on out and we were getting bet up until 10 minutes and we got probably two goals to win in the end but that they're clever what they're doing they're bringing you that round trick but 
Tommy and Christy are <clears throat> clever enough now, and I'd say they'll have their times right to know to get there to get everything right, and it's come in the frame of mind to beat him. Like Downer is not as bad as everyone no. thinks they are. They're not in Division Two f- just for the sake of it. They're a hard team, and it was when Kevin Ryan was saying, "Anytime you head north, it's quite hard to get a win." And it was the same with Antrim when you got him. If you brought, got him at home, they didn't travel well. But when they got them at home, they're very hard to beat. Yeah. I, I I think having a couple of things like going on last year, I suppose like when you look at it right, we, we lost and it probably, you know, put us under a bit of pressure in the league. But um, you know, we're only a puck of a ball from 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 beating them. Um, you know, we played for uh I'm trying to think we played for over thirty five minutes with fourteen men, you know, with yeah. a black card and, and a sending off and or a card and sending off. Um and we still nearly managed him. You know, Jack was very and Jack McCullough just, you know, geez, the keeper, keeper pulled off an unmercifully good save, if you can remember. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Jack did everything, everything right, you know. And, uh, you know, so, you know, a puck of a ball and we could have won that. So I think where the, I think what, what they have as well, and we found out last year, I suppose, in terms of an advantage, is that you have their wing backs and their long range shooting. I know it's like no more than put uh, Dermot Byrne in, in, say, Dr. Cullen Park. He knows his range. He knows where he is on the pitch. And last year, they popped over a good few long-range points against us because they knew, they knew their range on the pitch. I know that sounds strange, but you know your home pitch. It's no more new, Kevin. If you were hurling down the Super Bowl, you're, or you're, you know, I know you're in Kalesh, and now you're kicking freeze, and you're up in Kalesh, and you know where you are on the pitch, how the wind carries the ball, everything. And it was little things like that as well, you know, with the tightness of the pitch. They knew where they were on the pitch. I think a big thing last year that we that the lads will be conscious of, and I, again, I know styles of play can change and players can come and go. Um, their centre back last year, you know, hurled loose, and we kind of, you know, we knew he'd hurl loose. But um, he, even when we had the fifteen on fifteen, he was quite influential, but really was a massive influence in the game. Then when we did lose the player, you know what I mean. And I think they'll be looking to and and down would have played with that system even for the last two or three years, where they try obviously you know at inter county level now. Most centre backs are a lot of Mahurland kind of loose and free now anyway because the way the nature it is around the middle. Uh, but he's a great ball player, you know, really, really good ball player and and very instrumental in setting up a lot of their key scores last year. And I think we'll be looking to close to close them down. Uh, but especially that long range point of shooting. I know it's, it sounds in the modern game like a lot of lads are striking, but when you know your pitch and you know where you are on the pitch, you, you're far more confident. And sometimes maybe last year we sat back a little bit from them you know thinking that they were going to play a ball in when they when they when they went for their own score and popped it over so i think i think the lads and i, I think you mentioned there frank i don't think you'll find um any two or sharper management team than what we have there at the minute in terms of taking learnings from a from a game and and having their their homework done um you know in terms of preparation i don't think the lads will be found wanting in any way like that and i, I like i said i think we'll we'll be going up with having learned more from last year than maybe down will have in in defeating us you know and they're out with Nace. Is the other the final Saturday, is it? Yeah, Saturday, five o'clock. Yeah, it's fair going from yeah, the series, ways, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, in fairness, now I think uh, uh, James Hickey has promised me he's going to come on next week, right? But he, he touched yeah. on something, and we can talk just a little bit about it before we before we let you go, Frank. We wanted a football show, but like if you look at the statistic, and he brought to my attention, and it wasn't until he said it, I was like, wow, like so he's been in Crow Park with Rangers in another intermediate final. Another mm-hmm. senior final uh, with Lemore, another junior final, yeah. and now Nace, another intermediate final. Yeah. And I'm probably leaving out one or two things there, maybe as well. But 
that's that's mad. Like some statistics. No. Like, <laughs> you won't get better than Tommy. Like he's. <laughs> He just, as Joe know that he was involved, and he, even Christy, like as I say about Christy, the two of them are together, oh. knit together very, very well. Yeah. Like the goal, as I say, wherever you see Christy, you see Tommy. But it's the thing that you get people like that that are just chalk and cheese, and they're them. Like they, when we were going well, <clears throat> I think we played, we were playing lucky, like, and Christy got, we just got wind of the fixture that match was going to be in Yuri. Christy was, <laughs> was in the Jeep the next morning. So he was, drove the whole way to Newry, took pictures back at the goal, stand, everything. Like, and it was just, that, that time to us, it was, that was the norm for them. But like, and also it was kind of crazy that he was doing these things. But that's going on the whole time now. Like, we'd done a trial run before the week, but it was the week before the Oak to get our times right. We had the meal, stopped at the hotel. But th- these are the things, like, and it's only when you sit back now and look at it, like, there were mad, t- mad times, and they were saying just we're crazy, but like they just had everything to a T, and, and it's the same with this day. Is Tommy, he just he loves the game, and that's what it is. It's not necessarily the pure love for hurling. He just he tell him that he, like whatever happened with injuries and that he didn't get to play, so this was the next best thing. So it is. And it's the same with Christy. When Christy retired, he probably Christy loved to be still playing. So he would, but when he retired, this is the next best thing, and he will do everything in his power yeah. to try and get outside, whether it's a club or when he's involved with the county team, to succeed. And there's no nothing else about it, only to succeed and try to make that team as better than when they took it over. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? Uh, not not to only have, have mastered what the what they're mastered, so fair play to them. You know what I mean? Lads, yeah. As yes, James said previously, like the idea of it rather than you know actually going and, and doing it kind of so mm-hmm. fair play to them and we wish them the very best luck so yeah yeah that's that's saturday and then caron down is valley crown one o'clock on sunday mm-hmm. frank we'll get you on again at some stage thanks for joining us on yeah, the hurling no show right. thanks very much good stuff we'll say good luck to uh, frank and that's it for uh, the hurling show